0: Hey guys, welcome to our wonderful podcast, Confessions of a Pastor's Kid, aka PK. Now we created this podcast so Pastor's Kids everywhere can share their story and debunk some of the common misconceptions about what it means to be all the while telling their very real stories in hopes that PK somewhere will realize that they are not the only ones dealing with their struggles. This is going to be a very interesting journey and we hope that you can stay with us the whole way there. Let's get going. Welcome
1: everybody and I want to welcome you to episode number 7 of our podcast Confessions of a PK and today we have somebody from our church one of the youth well not youth young adults and that's Precious Botche. If I give a hand for her. She's here and this It's going to be a very fun podcast already because you guys didn't know the shenanigans (laughs) that went on before the camera started rolling. Um, But we are very happy to have her here. And right now we are going to start with our prayer because this is a Christian podcast and let's hand it off to, you know, my big brother, Samuel who's gonna pastor Samuel let's go oh
0: boy no (laughs) well hey precious so cool to have you here um I'm just so excited to have a conversation with you I think it's gonna be really cool
2: thank you for having me no
0: problem let's uh let's just start by saying thank you Jesus and thank you God Almighty for this amazing day um we acknowledge you in this in this moment. We know that this is the day that you have made and we will rejoice and be glad in it, God. We lift these conversations into your throne room. Continue to give us your words to speak to your people today, God. We thank you and we love you in Jesus' name, amen.
2: Amen. amen. Right,
0: so here's the thing, <clears throat> Um, a little side note, precious, you know, you heard my sister call me, Pastor Sam. Um. So I was a youth pastor at House of Faith Ministries um, many years ago, seven years ago, seven years ago, and um, Precious was one of my youth, actually. Um, That's true. So, so it's kind of cool to to kind of have a conversation with her. And for the longest time, I didn't know she was a PK. but You did? I, I did not. I did not. But but I as, as I found out, I realized how... How? I mean, it makes sense. Why we click, and you might, you and my, especially you and my sister and my brothers over there click so well, it's because yeah. we understand each other. So, it's really, really cool to have this conversation with you today. Thank and, um, you. Yeah, we're gonna we're gonna have um. I'm gonna start off really easy. Tell us about wow. I say easy. <clears throat> Tell us. <laughs> Your voice cracked. I know, it did crack there for a second. Um, Tell us about yourself a little bit, share your testimony, and specifically your life growing up as a PK.
2: Hi, everyone. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you for having me at the best Christian show ever. Top notch. Thank you. Thank you. Well, my name is Precious Boache. I'm 24. My favorite color is rose gold. I have mad siblings, a mad <laughs> siblings, a mad siblings, but they're all great. Um, what else? I love God genuinely. Like, he's top notch, amazing. Um, what else? You know, this is a really hard question. I, I feel like I'm in an interview. Tell yeah.
0: me about yourself. Yeah, tell me about yourself. Who say. are you? There's going to be people listening to this right now. Who's like, who? Who's pressure? Yeah, what do you like to do? Yeah. What, you
2: know, tell I us like your hobbies. Watch, I like to watch YouTube. <laughs> um, That's a fun thing I'm, to watch. I'm a huge YouTuber. I like all types of YouTube videos. Uh, I don't remember the last time I watched a television show. Mm. Um, I hate when there's gum on the floor. One of my biggest pet peeves, I never knew that <laughs> it's a huge pet peeve. I don't understand why there's gum on the floor when you could just throw it in the garbage, but you know,
0: <laughs> yeah, Yo, you know, that's true. Your future husband might be listening to that. Go so. Go God,
2: you know, God already knows the list, he, that's not on there, no.
0: But you know, something though, now that you've told the world that you hate that, uh-huh. you know, that's them fighting words, especially for that dude called Jude. right. You should not Uh, have said that because now we know what bugs you.
2: You're going to put it on the floor.
0: We're going to put it right next to your feet. I don't think Jude would do that because Jude is also like a neat freak. So, yeah. But Jude likes to mess with people.
2: (laughs) (laughs) I don't know about that. He
0: can't interject now. No, he can interject if he wants. (laughs)
2: uh.
0: Well, hey, precious. So let me ask you this real quick. Um... So we, we decided we decided to do this podcast because we wanted the world to see and to hear stories of how preachers case, or pastors case, however you want to call it, how they became, how they grew up to be who they are right how they got Uh here Mm -hmm. and and so we would love to hear before we dive kind of deep we would love to hear um what was it like you know in your in your early years if you remember that far back yeah of course of um, um yeah
2: uh, well, I always say being a preacher's kid needs to be part of the fivefold ministry. I don't care what anybody said. It needs to be apostles, pastors, prophets, evangelists. I'm, am I missing one? Prophet. And preacher's kid. And, and preacher kid. Kid. <laughs> kid. Because we are called. We are not, like, I'm telling you. It's like, you don't even know. And then God just calls you, like, into this family. And then you have to, you know. But I always it. say, deal with it. And I think that a lot of people don't really understand the things that comes with being a preacher's kid, despite how great it is. It's a great thing. I can Mm -hmm. like, I feel like it's a wonderful thing. I think that it it grooms you. Um, I think that uh, it forces you to grow up a lot faster than a lot of people because you're so much aware of things that other people are not as aware of. So yeah. you know when you're when you're five you're in the middle of the night going ah yeah you know like going like kabbaying in the middle of the night at five years old like and you, you don't even know what you're saying but you just following your dad so you're just like and you know and I always say that every preacher's kid has mastered the f- pretending to fall asleep mm. when you have to pray yes. They be what's up with them? They be coming in at the worst time. It'd be like you're gonna you're trying to watch a good show or something, they'll come, let's pray. Time to pray. But, I know. But you had the whole day. <laughs> it's not even that. You wake up,
1: yeah. they wake you up early in the morning. Let's go pray. And are you sitting there like trying not to fall asleep? You then Yo, telling you to stand up.
2: <laughs> you in the third heavens at this point. You gone.
0: Well, you see. Growing up, you know, before y'all came along, no oh boy. <laughs> there was there was no there was no um you know stand up. My, no. They 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 wanted you to learn how to sit down or lay down without falling asleep. Like That's mom and no. dad mom and dad taught me some life skills that actually helped me when I was in the military. Um, and I'm trying to teach my son right now. Like they taught me how to ignore the TV when the TV is on. Like how mm. to the, 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 the TV that TV is on. We only we had this tiny TV. It's <laughs> black and white with the cassette. No, no, this that. See, I said before y'all. Yeah. Oh, okay. This is, this is, <laughs> So you you have black and white, okay? Uh, black and white back in the day. There was there was no there was no VCR. There was like there was like the knob. <laughs> yeah, you, know, you can't go back. You gotta keep going around. Oh my goodness! But they will uh they will all be sitting down watching like a con drama or something. hmm And I'll be in a corner, and I go to sleep. I'm like. Yeah, but y'all laughing out
1: loud exactly. and watching TV. Oh my goodness, that's so true. Because I remember where we lived, like that one bedroom place, we had like the TV colored with the VCR yeah, attached. VCR. And
0: those what the good they, times.
1: Yeah, they'll be watching really <laughs> cool movies or something funny. And we had to turn around and face the wall because our bedroom huh. was right there. And it's like, oh, and my dad would catch you really quick if you try to turn to watch. You'd like turn yeah. back around. You're like, oh. But you're right. You guys are watching really nice things. Why can't I
0: watch? But here's the thing. I, I, I say that to to kind of say this that and I, I totally understand you know waking up like 3 a.m. in the morning to start praying and you're like yeah. God babrashika, yeah,
2: babrashika, yeah. Babrashika, yeah. Babrashika, yeah. Babrashika. and you know you're not you know you're not in tongues you don't know what you're saying but you just you just kind <laughs> no. of <to> follow along <laughs> you know you <laughs> Yeah. kind of follow along Yeah. yeah.
1: Oh, cool oh I got a question I'm sorry this is so uh, random no, go ahead. on the topic of tongues how old were you when you first started speaking in tongues, because I feel like preachers, uh, kid, I, in my opinion, feel like what? Well, well,
0: well, so, here, so here's the thing: Are you talking about really speaking in tongues, like yeah, you know? Yeah, like like. Oh, are you talking about you saw your dad do it? So uh, and that's you follow?
2: A,
1: no,
0: that's a, a shabba so no. I know,
1: I know what you're talking about, but I'm talking about like really no, because okay. I was nine
0: when we actually got baptized in the Holy Spirit. Okay. Yeah.
2: Yeah. 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 I was fourteen. I was fourteen when I first started speaking in tongues. Um, it was. It was so weird because I was like, "Wait, am I really doing it? Like, <laughs> like, is it really happening?" And then, and then. Cause I remember when I, when I was desiring it and my dad started praying for me for it, he was just like, open your mouth, open your mouth. I'm like, ah, it's not coming. It's not coming. He's like, no, open your mouth. Keep going. Keep going. And then I started saying, and I was like, oh my goodness, it's coming. It's actually coming. It's actually coming. It's actually coming. <laughs> so that was, I still think about it. I'm like, Yo, that's such a cool experience. Like just, it is. You just, you just have to have the faith for it. Honestly, yeah. you yeah. really do.
0: Well, so here's the so I know I, I got I got baptized in the Holy Spirit um Five. when no, I was I think eight. Dang, um,
2: y'all get early. It's
0: it's really funny. Yeah, because, I was nine. Judah was eight also. But Dang. but here's the the thing with me is I got baptized in the Holy Spirit before I was actually a born again Christian. Like I actually Ooh. accepted Christ into my life. You- and 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 it was is just one of those because I I remember accepting crossing into my life when I was ten years old, mm-hmm. um, but the lifestyle that you that grew up in we're almost, nah, we almost no we I was a Christian I was born into the Christian home, right? But I, I didn't have Christ in my life as my personal savior, so mm-hmm. I started speaking in tongues at that at that age, but. I'm not going to lie to you. Just because you baptize in the Holy Spirit doesn't mean that you can still stay up at 4 a.m. in the morning to pray. Nope. Yeah. You know? yeah. nope. Now, you're, I don't know. You probably didn't experience this, but in Ghana, too. So here's one difference between churches in Ghana and churches here. <laughs> when, um, when you are, when a church is about to build a church building, here in America, you go get a contractor, right? Mm-hmm. Donna, the church members build a church. Yes. So what, the, what the pastors used to do was uh, we used to go and pray over the plot. So mm-hmm. every so mm-hmm. in the morning we would go and pray standing in the open field. How old? Well, no, how early did you go? Like 5, 6 a.m.
2: Damn, to, military for real. So to, <laughs>
0: what you got to do before you go to work. So you go I'll try it for you. But anyway, you, you said something that really I wanted to have a follow-up because I, I feel like this, this conversation really is going to be centered around, you know, just spiritual stuff. Um, mm-hmm. You said being being a PK needs to be part of the, the, the five-fold, five-fold ministry, right? I sure so I do. Make mm-hmm. it a six-fold ministry? Yes. So here's my question to you, and, and this is not to you specifically, and if it is, that's even better. If, if we keep saying, because you know the first one to say that, that PK is a calling of its own. Why are so many PKs running away from being called?
2: Because they scurr. Oh, thank they you. Scurred.
1: They yes.
0: scurr. Yes.
1: I feel like the pressure that comes with it
0: makes them run away.
2: They don't yeah. want no parts of that drama. <laughs> no parts.
0: But Can you blame them? That's, I guess that's um, my question.
2: I think honestly that it depends on how, on how they saw Christianity growing up. You know what I mean? Like, did they mm-hmm. see it as a like, oh, like okay, we go to church on Sunday, but then we act up on Saturday, and then mm-hmm. we twer- like, you know what I mean? Like, do we? Or is it like a Monday through Saturday, um, Sunday type of thing where it's like, no, like we're living for Christ. So it, it, it's like, if it's a kid, if this kid is growing up and they see that their parents are going to church on Sunday, holier than that, blah blah blah. But on Saturday they turn it up like they up. mess like doing crazy stuff. It's gonna be yeah. hard for the kid to take your God seriously. You That's know what I true. mean? Like, what makes you? Why should I take your God seriously when you don't even take your God seriously? Yeah. So, I think that a lot of PKs are like, "Nah, I don't want no parts of that because it's like it's like they're playing. Like they're they're not being genuine about what they're doing." So they rather just be in the world and do whatever they want to do and not feel guilty about it and be
0: mm.
1: I think also like a lot of preacher's kids see some people for who they really are. Mm-hmm. So it's like, "Why should I be serving a God that you're serving?" If your personality and your attitude is not correct, you exactly, know? I feel like some of them, they look, they look at a lot of church folks as hypocrites because they, yep. they see the politics, quote unquote, the politics behind the <laughs> church. And it's like, wait a minute, you do this, that and that, but then you want to. You wanna
2: like, be a holier than Dow. Yeah, and you wanna to pressure
1: you. me and look down on me if mm-hmm. even if I make a mistake. And I think exactly. that's why a lot of preachers'
0: kids run away.
2: Mm-hmm. <laughs> I you, I think that's very true.
0: Did you run away? Oh, do you
2: do- Girl, I was like, bye, I want no part of this ghetto mess. <laughs> I don't know part. I'm gonna do me, I'm gonna serve my God my way, period. That's, it.
0: that's that's awesome. Uh, when that was- at, at what at what point in your life did you begin to differentiate between your own faith and that of your parents?
2: I think when I went through a really tough time, like trans. I remember high- transitioning to high school was a really tough time for me. Um, I just went through a really depressing phase. Like I don't even like. Sometimes I think about it. I was like, yo, I was just, I was just not happy with who I was, mm. and it was like, it was like the God that people were telling me about it was not fixing it, and it was like I was just, I was, I was just living in a really like dark space. Mm. So I don't know what happened. I think the Holy Spirit just arrested your girl. I, it was just at, it was just <laughs> at some point. It was like. A light just came into my life, and I was like, mm-hmm. "No, I'm either gonna serve God, right, or I'm not gonna serve God at all." So, mm-hmm. and i and I, and I was like, and I, and you know, when like the Bible talks about like t- train your child, and I was like, "Listen, my parents have trained me. I cannot, I, I, can't really, I can't really turn up the way I need to turn up." So, I, let me just follow God and mind my business because yeah. the turning up was just not working. It was like you know when you're trying to force something and it's just not working. So mm-hmm. just, just follow what you know. So I think it was a time where I was just really going through a really tough time mentally and then I just felt like God literally I don't even know what I was I don't know but it's like God literally just took me out of that dark season and then I was like wow God is really real because I didn't see the end like how am I going to get out of this because it was such a dark time so that for me I think that was the my breaking points hmm. well
1: I love that I love it wow. when God just straight up they're like, no, no more. Like he's no watching more. you for a minute, like, hmm.
2: I'ma leave her to act stupid <laughs> and then she
1: won't come back. <laughs> yeah. And then sometimes he's like, no, nah, I gotta step in before anything it else. Gets too late. And I feel like yeah. a lot of preacher's kids go through that. Where mm-hmm. like in life, there's seasons. You know, Ecclesiastes talks about it. There's a season mm-hmm. in our life. And I feel like when we preacher's kids, it's almost like amplified because all eyes are on you. So yes. then they're trying to figure out who they are, like, quote, unquote, in the public eye and all that stuff. But then at the same time, God is looking at them like, I'm trying to train you, quote, unquote, for this calling. Like, you you were talking about. I be and telling it, y'all. And then some people are like, I don't want any of anything about this because right. I feel preachers' kids, when you really look at them, there's a calling that is placed in them mm-hmm. for the family in which they are in. Yeah. So... It's like the devil, and the devil knows it. So the devil. Oh, like,
2: he knows you. He knows like, you well. You I'm don't a like get pastor
1: souls and souls. I don't care who your daddy is. I'm gonna try you to get like you. Don't
2: like your
1: daddy. Yeah, that is. You not like you. <laughs> so then it's like okay. So I feel like a lot of preachers' kids go through that depression stage, or they go through a time of uncertainty, and mm-hmm. God has to. And God is looking at them like He needs. Like he wants you to trust in him. Have your own faith for him, mm-hmm. whereas depending, like you were saying, depending on your own, your parents' faith, because yeah. yeah, that's when you run when their faith doesn't, cannot take you so. Like their faith can only take you so far. So far,
0: yeah, yeah,
2: um, yeah.
0: yeah. You have to know really, God for yourself. Did you ever? Did you ever feel like in your home you had room to question things? Um, room so, to question your faith or, or question anything. Like, you know what? So, so, so uh, here's an example. So for me, one of the things that I guess make me a little different Christian than most of the Christians I know is I I don't really definitely come up really terrible. I don't, don't really like. fault. When someone says I don't believe in Jesus Christ, right? Mm-hmm. I'd like, how did you see that yeah so if someone comes up to me and say so this dude 2000 years ago mm-hmm. right was born by the way mm-hmm. mom never had sex mm-hmm. it,
1: like uh, it sounds crazy born. it sounds uh-huh. crazy to human logic
0: yeah. and and he died and he then three days, and then three days later he he wasn't no he wasn't there right? Let's, mm-hmm. three days later they opened his tomb and he got there he's gone. not there
2: he's he gone
0: and 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 a few days later, a bunch of men saw him levitating into the clouds.
2: You lost me already. (laughs) I'm gone. So
0: so for me, when people start questioning things like that, I'm like, Mm -hmm. all right, let's have a conversation in that. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I feel like some of the PKs I've known... Didn't have room to question anything like that, uh-uh.
2: uh-huh. you
0: know. So how how was that for you, uh, growing up? That did you feel like you had your parents gave you room to make mistakes, to have your own identity, to question things? Face
2: like. Um, for me personally, shout out to my dad. A one, you know, <laughs> top notch. Um, but for me personally, I I really grew up. I'm I always I'm thankful because sometimes I hear PK's stories. I'm like, and you did what? And what happened? Dang, that's rough. Because my dad like. He would literally like say, okay, if you guys don't understand something, let me know so that I can explain it. Cause he'd rather mm-hmm. him explain it than you go else. out there and have somebody else explain it and True. then have you looking dumb because you, you did yeah. not come and ask him. So, True. um, he was always like, if you don't understand something, if I say something and you you are a little confused, just let me know so that I can break it down for you. Because obviously there's there's rankings in the spirit. You know what I mean? Like there is levels that people have reached that you haven't gotten yet. So obviously he's gone to a level where he has a better understanding mm-hmm. for certain things than I do. So luckily, I both parents were were very understanding Um and really helpful in like my growth experience so that i'm so thankful for because i never felt like if i told my dad or my mom something they were going to be like and what happened and all the teaching we have been teaching you and you would to go to this i wouldn't go to that no it was always like okay what happened why did that happen um what are the consequences of your actions yeah. and and why did god tell you not to do this you know what I mean? it was never just because god said so No, God told you to do this because of this reason. And these Mm -hmm. are the consequences that's going to happen if you don't do it this way. Mm.
1: That is so true. Like um, when we're younger, um, Mm -hmm. I don't know if mommy and daddy ever did it to you, Naki, but like with I know with me, Jude and Daniel, whenever we're watching and this is goes way back to um, Ghana. We're Mm -hmm. watching a movie and we see like a couple kiss. Oh, you, you got to close your eyes. got oh, to close your eyes. Oh, no, no, no. My mom never no, did
0: that. We didn't close the we eyes. We didn't close. My mom
1: always, <laughs> yeah, my mom would we'll say. Make it more
0: awkward and talk yeah. about it.
1: Yeah, my mom would say, oh, you don't do this until you're married. Only, married, only married couples do this. Like, so growing up, that's what we hear. Mm-hmm. So like when, you know, when we saw people doing it, it was like, like sex outside of marriage. It was like, mm-hmm. hmm, This is not normal. I'm, just because, like you were saying, our parents mm-hmm. trained us. And yeah. what you were saying, my you know, dad is the same way. Like, they'll rather have us come to them mm-hmm. to ask. I remember when I was younger, I'm not going to lie, i asked some very ridiculous questions. I was like, God, I was like, you know, daddy, you know, God made everything beautiful, right? He's like,
2: yeah. And I'm like, then why is that some people? Oh, Lord. You know? Oh, Lord. And then- oh, boy. <laughs> why some people he, come out a little crooked why, he, why some people come out <laughs> crooked he oh, cut no. me off
1: and then he was like they are beautiful in their own way the way in which and i was like so that kind of taught me you know sometimes don't question god you know yeah. sometimes you know god does what he does because he's god and there's no way exactly. you can understand it even to me it might look kind of weird but to somebody that's a that's a treasure so it's, like, okay mm-hmm.
2: but that's very true yeah,
0: <laughs> that's really. Um, I'm, I'm gonna ask you this question. This is, um,
2: thunda, so one,
0: one <laughs> thing, one thing I love about Precious. Uh, there's many things about you that I love. Ooh,
2: list
0: but them all, gr- list them all. My girl, <laughs> you know how to dress.
2: Ooh, it's the Holy Spirit.
0: I don't be knowing, I don't be knowing. Honestly, <laughs> but- <laughs> so we're talking about modesty. <laughs> uh, but- Ooh. But, but but so I, I, I've, I've spent more of my life in America than I did in, a, in um I think most of us right at this point have lived in America longer than we lived in Ghana. And I'm not going to lie to you. I didn't see that much cool dressing from PKs in Ghana or until, and... and Thank and, you.
1: Come on. Hey, Come
0: on. And even here in America... <laughs> And and even here in America, some of the um some of the non-African PKs dress little so-so, right? But skirts. And I think and 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 this may be and I'm gonna be vulnerable And I think this is part of the reason why I didn't know that you were a PK, because I'm like that girl, it's a fashionista over there. Like she, she, she dresses. And then when you, you and I have a converse, had a conversation, and you say you want to go into fashion. I was like, okay, all right. Makes sense. <laughs> it makes sense because you know how, you know how to. So how does it feel? Because a lot of time PKs and fashion, because that that's like water and oil, right? Those, uh-huh. those things really don't mix. How did you? How did you get to that point where you felt I want to go into fashion and I don't know what you're doing currently or how Mm -hmm. that, but walk me through your chosen path of of career and how you got to that point. And and does your parents support you in that area because you didn't take the Bible and you didn't stand in the pulpit to preach like that?
2: Yeah. So for me personally, um, I actually came, I feel like all my family members are fly. I feel like I'm the, like the least fly. Cause sometimes I become. coming out after like when I, when everybody's dressed for church, I'm like, y'all trying to embarrass me today. What's going on? What's going on? You guys can walk away. You guys can walk ahead of me. I'm going to stay back. So, so I, I grew up looking at a lot of people that I knew how to dress. So it was kind of mm-hmm. like, I just kind of followed like my sister, Rachel, shout out to her. Like, I just, I just, she just knows how to put things together. And I just learned. And, and a lot of times I'm, I'm, ama- I'm, I'm even confused like with the things I come up with. Sometimes it just, it just shows up in my head. I was I just gonna say it, it's the Holy spirit. It's not me. It's not me. So um, for career path though, in the beginning, I did, I did want to be in fashion for a long time. Um, when I graduated, In 2013, um, I actually wanted to go to fashion school and become a buyer and do all these stuff. Mm. But unfortunately, my desires was not the will of God. So it was a matter of I liked fashion, I liked looking nice, um, but was it the path that God had for me Mm. personally, or was it just my own? choice Your so um yeah. yeah so after um high school um i had this whole plan i was like, i'm about to go to new york i'm about to be a fashionista nobody can tell me nothing blah 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 and <laughs> god god i thought like i just took my plans and just took a lighter and just bent it off i was like nope you thought and I remember 2013 2013 was a hard year because I was like god I want to go to fashion I want to do this and stuff but nothing is working out and then I just it was just nothing was working out for me and until I started praying and it was like no this is not where I want you to go mm. so um that year was so confusing for me um and then like financial issues, because can we talk about college and they need to cancel fight like, like, can we just go to school for free? I don't understand, <laughs> who do we need to talk to to go to school for free? Because, Bernie,
0: Bernie Sanders you
2: know. yeah oh my god we need god. Talk to we need <laughs> talk to him because it was such a struggle for me trying to like pay for school do all this stuff and I and I really I felt like I had a really big desire to not take out any student loans not to do anything I really felt led you know everybody's different some people they're it's fine but for me personally it was like no like I don't want you to I really want you to trust me to get you through school Mm-hmm. So um, I, I found first, I, I, I did fashion for a little bit. Um, when I went to community college, and I quickly realized I wasn't for me, so then I switched to business, and I loved it. Like I love business operations, I love ops, like management. I loved it, so I um, I continued with that, and then by the grace of God, I finished my associates with zero debt, and then <laughs> I was like, okay, God, now we gotta go get the bachelor's because we can't just stick with associates, and then that started, and by the grace of God, today is actually my last day. Of my oh, backless degree, nice Hello. congratulations!
1: congratulations. Hello
2: and who who owes the government zero dollars and zero cents? Hello, that's love? good.
1: That's good. Thanks the
2: Lord, and um. It's been, it's been a journey, you know, even after high school, even after uh, my associate's degree, right when I finished, um, I was like, God, what am I going to do for career? Cause now I need a job. And like a month later is when I got my job at the bank and it's been such a growth, a learning experience. I've grown mm. so much there. I really understand now, like what I want to do. And in the beginning, when I told my mom, I want to do fashion, she looked at me like this girl, you brought you to America to come do fashion. <laughs> like, are you Okay. So it was, it was definitely not, like, an easy thing to let them know because it's not medicine, it's not nursing, it's not mm. engineer.
0: Mm-hmm. But I
2: think eventually they just started to see that, you know, I'm not going to become no nurse, I'm not going to become no, like, that's not for me. So they started to understand it more. And now I think they're seeing that this is going somewhere. I'm not just, you know, lollygah. like, I'm not just, you know, doing anything. Yeah. So. That's my testimony for my career
0: journey. That's good. I like that. Before I'm gonna have Doka ask the next question, but um, so for me, I didn't want to be a pastor. I would tell my parents, "I'm gonna get a job, Mm -hmm. and I'm gonna give, I'm gonna gonna give the money that I'm gonna make to minister, but but I ain't gonna be a pastor." you actually work in a bank where they keep all the money so yeah i need you know. to
2: bring your money bring your money to us yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we got to sustain a bank. Bring the bank
0: all right thank
1: um well first of all congratulations and i am thank you you know your testimony kind of like resonates with me and and I'm sure like with my brothers and some Mm -hmm. out there because trust and believe there were times in school where we were like Jesus they said we should get out tomorrow by five but Uh, we have money and then Hmm. by tomorrow by five God has opened the door and it's like
2: 11 hour God
1: literally when when I graduated I was like you know I can do all things through Christ that was what (laughs) I put on my cap because I there was no way that was me that did all of that because exactly. I heard credit. but um mm-hmm. I just wanted to ask um you know as you know my Sam is all the way in California goes to a different church but me and Jude and Daniel are here at House of Faith you know where you know Pastor Herbert you know pastor is my dad so how does it feel not to attend the same church that you're you know your dad that's your dad girl you're muted
2: Yeah, <laughs> yeah, okay. Part two, part two. Yeah. This is good. Um. So actually, right now, um. Well, my dad's not right now, but he's his his ministry is based in Ghana, so mm-hmm. um. There's no church in the U.S. Um. When I first started going to House of Faith, it was a little weird because I was like. Like, that's not on the pulpit like what do I do? Do I so I was I was really uncomfortable. Like I don't know if you guys remember me early years in House of Faith, but I was really, really uncomfortable. Like I did not even want to come to church. I don't know why, but mm-hmm. I was just really, really uncomfortable because I was just not used to someone else like shepherding me. Like I was like I'm just like I'm used to my dad like what's going on. So it was it was a very it was a different transition but my dad always says listen as long as is where if the spirit is the same And if, if the things are in alignment, that's all that matters. It's not about who is standing up there or what they're saying. It's a matter of, is this, is this pastor leading you the right way? Is he Mm. giving you the right sermon? Like if, if, if I was not here right now, can you say that, oh, I can follow this accordingly. And it wasn't until that where I started to kind of like loosen up a little bit and then because when I first, saw, I didn't have no friends. I don't talk to nobody. I just want to come to church and go home because I don't know you people. I don't. I come to, I don't know. I don't know. But as I think as, as I started to get more loose and like just, just really like take everything mm-hmm. in. Um, it just became it became like second nature to me. Now like now I go to church like I don't even that oh like you know I, it doesn't even come into my mind anymore but definitely in the beginning was definitely awkward it was an awkward experience you know what
1: that's so true because when i went off to college to go to a different church and then not yeah. see your dad up there it's like um mm. you, know, you know my dad is like find a place to serve but it's like it was out of the ordinary because you're not yes you seeing your dad up there you're not used mm-hmm. to kind of like you're just not used to the um the culture of it all
2: exactly Yeah. Exactly. So you're just like, I don't know. But then you just get comfortable, and you're like, oh, these people cool. They cool. They cool. Yeah.
0: (laughs) Well, House of Faith is a cool place to be. It is. It is.
2: I've
0: I've been part of House of Faith. I guess if you call it my home church, it is my home church. And I've been part of House of Faith since I basically was born. Mm -hmm. You know, um, that's what 37 years now. Wow. And
2: you, you can't up there.
0: <laughs> I am. I got, got, a, little, got a little gray Man. hair over here. He's starting Man. to get gray. Messy, messy,
2: messy, messy.
0: But one of the things I appreciate, so House of Faith has so many branches all over the world. And and, and this is not a, shame, a shameless plug for House of Faith. They don't need us to plug them because they're doing great by, by God's grace. Mm-hmm. But... um we have amazing pastors, you know, because I started out House of Faith. So the thing about House of Faith is every different branch have their own little name. Mm-hmm. So it's House of Faith, colon whatever. So mm-hmm. in the Crow Point with House of Faith, Living Faith Center, it's kind of redundant with the faith, but, you know. It was great, and oh you my know, <laughs> the shade.
2: Where's the tree at? Where's the tree? Had Where's to. the tree?
0: But um, <laughs> but I love I love growing up in the church. I love serving in the church. Mm-hmm. Um, I play, I remember how I got started with, with playing drums. We run into the church, uh, the drummer, one day uh, in town, and he's like, "I'm gonna go do rehearsals," and I'm like, "Mom, can I go with him?" And I think she probably wanted to get rid of me that time because I was. But <laughs> so she sure. said yes. <laughs> yeah, and I remember going with him, and I remember walking into this place full of drums, <laughs> like congas and djembes and the drum set, and and um, like every every single drum there is. And I remember just hitting it as a kid. I was, I was seven years old, just hitting it making noise mm-hmm. and and the guy never once told me to be quiet, to stop. And mm-hmm. that was almost the big that was the beginning of me beginning to serve in a church. Because that Sunday and mm-hmm. when I sat next to him and they gave me, I don't know if you guys remember the Marrakesh. It's yes. uh, it's like beads around mm-hmm. uh, a little yeah. bowl, so you hold it and and that's what I did. And then I move on to Conga and then I moved on to the drum set. And it, And serving in a church has been an amazing thing. Right now, I don't serve in in the current church I'm in right now. um, Just life and being a father, being a husband, just got in the way. But I've served in a church, I guess, out of 37 years that I've been here, the only time I've not served in a church is those seven years I've been here
2: in Mm -hmm. California.
0: And and that bugs me. Um, I don't know how young you were um in Ghana before you came here, but did you ever envision yourself serving in a church? And if so, what brought that on? Was it an innate thing or you were forced into it?
2: Um, I think back home in Ghana, the only thing I really remember doing is like packing up the communion and like cutting the bread for the people and then eating the bread in the back. <laughs>
0: Don't forget Cause that. I'm like,
2: I'm like, you, yeah. guys can't all, you can't finish all this bread. Like, they, okay. They cannot. Okay. So I'm, I'm going to help you all.
0: They use the, the, the Vinto? Vinto for the drinks.
2: What? Don't exactly. tell me about that. Uh,
1: I think House of Faith used that. What? Doesn't that thing stain your fingers?
0: I don't know what it is, but it tastes good. But
2: it with does. the bread, though? It oh, is, is
0: awesome.
2: Heat that bread up. It's over. It's over. But yeah, yeah is- I just... I just remember doing that and then and then that's what I remember in my early stages but when I started um, with House of Faith uh, initially I was forced um, <laughs> I was forced to be part of the uh, <laughs> the youth group because I was like I think one day it was like um, an elections and then I got elected for for like secretary oh, I was that like
1: was, oh my goodness how long ago was that I remember and then I had to give you all of because I was secretary and she got voted secretary <laughs> I was <laughs> like who did the who because we had sure to get was. people, you know, to run, you yeah. know, and of course we voted for it because, you know, I forgot who was ahead and then, you know. Probably
0: Miss Stephanie right. probably put you up to it. Yeah,
1: because Eunice was a president, I was secretary, mm-hmm. VP was Miss Nana, um, and so on. praise secretary was Daniel, and we just mm-hmm. had to, like, <laughs> when she I was won, five. I was like, there you go, here are my
2: notes. <laughs> I was like, this is the get, I don't want no parts of this. Woo, woo. It's my name. I think I
1: was this like, was before I, 2010, probably.
2: I was so confused. I was literally standing there, like, God, can I tell these people I don't want it? Can I can I literally just be like, I don't want no parts of this? So I was literally forced initially because <laughs> I wanted no parts. But when I started doing it, it was it was it was actually amazing. Shout out Generation Excellence. It was such mm. an amazing yes. experience. I feel like we had so many great laughs, like, like so many great events. It was just it was amazing. It was definitely not what I expected it to be. I thought I was going to be bored and annoyed, but it was nothing like that. It Among was nothing life. like that.
1: Generation excellence. We were we were fun. We, we were fun. We went out evangelizing. I remember we went to the park. We met a gay guy. We went to... What? Uh, I, rem- I remember. <laughs> I, was, we so, to, I was like, go ahead. <laughs> we went to like ShopRite. <laughs> um, I remember I, I was giving out the pamphlet to some guy that was going yes. to the liquor store. And I was handing it to right. him. And he kind of cussed me out.
2: A little bit. And I'm
1: mm-hmm. like, "Well, Jesus loves you." <laughs> a little. A little.
0: Why, but it was why, fun. Why, why are we speaking about generational excellence in the past stands? Isn't it still? Isn't it still around? Oh, I'm talking about when we were in it. When we oh, were okay. in
2: it, yeah. They still lit, but we're not in it no more. But they still lit. <laughs> they still lit, but we're not in it no more. But when we were in it, it was lit. But yeah. they still lit. Yeah. Well, yeah it sounds yeah. like
0: you were you were a secretary for a, for a while there for right? a because,
2: long time
0: because you were a secretary when i came right
2: yeah, yeah. For a long yeah. long time and then after i turned 23 was it 22 or 23 22 I forgot. is when
0: i think 22 23 is when you can leave yeah. yeah and and i think that was one of the uh one of the Things with with the youth group was because all the young people kind of congregated together. A youth uh-huh. group is not supposed to go anywhere past 18, really. Mm. Uh, the youth, a young adult. Yeah, the youth. Well, so there's youth, and then uh-huh. there's college group, and then uh-huh. there's young adults. The young oh. adults are the ones who are like limbo. They're they're not in college anymore, but they're not married yet.
2: So you in this Kind of
0: Limo Where There's Because when I started to get married You're in a men's Or women's ministry yeah, you know I mean, my goodness Yeah Always trying that. to
2: comfort The single people Yeah oh, <laughs> you gotta leave us alone Always trying to comfort The single people I don't get it All oh the time Oh my gosh All you the know, time That is but, true
0: though <laughs> But I think um But I think how to Faith I really I really believe that You know We're going somewhere And and it's going to be big where we can, we can have defined group that meet the needs of um, of everyone in a church. I really, yeah. really do.
1: One thing I like about House of Faith, though, is like you were talking about serving, uh, like pastor really does encourage people to serve because I feel like when you serve in church, that can also help you build, build your faith and build, yes. you know, character and, you know, build you up. And sometimes God can show you who you really are mm-hmm. through the serving. Like yeah. you will be confronted with situations and, you know, yep. says it all the time, like, how are you going to handle that? Are you going mm-hmm. to be offended? Are you going to like let it roll off your back and all that mm-hmm. stuff? And, you know, but I do love serving in church. It's fun. I don't think I can ever go to a place. Not gonna lie, seven years. I don't know how you do it because I will be itching. I feel like the first Yeah. Year, well, like,
0: well, I am. Don't don't get me wrong. I am itching, but there's uh-huh. also other things. Oh, I know. That you know that that set into place. More power to you. Now we um we're almost done, but I want to um. I want to end by asking you um, this. Question. And if we ask everybody this question, mm-hmm. um, there's a there's a there's a ton. I like to think there's a ton, a ton of pastors kids out there who might stumble upon this episode and this podcast and have questions mm-hmm. and, and will and want to know. Um, life, how do I get through it? I'm struggling. Mm. People don't understand what I'm going through. What advice do you have for these PKs out there who just, some of them are going through hardship right now?
2: Um, Well, the first one I will say is that the devil don't like your daddy, he don't like you. As long as he don't like your daddy, he don't like you, he will do whatever it takes because your daddy's out here casting out his demons, making his work harder. So obviously he's going to do whatever it takes so that you come down, because when you come down, your dad, your dad will also come because you're connected. You know what I mean? So if if he tries to destroy you as much as he can. It's gonna affect your dad because he that's what he wants. So just I feel like people just in general whether they're Christian or whether PK, as long as you're following Christ, just be know that the devil will try to come for you. He will try to come for you but that's why it's so important to not rely on your parents' fake. You have to build your faith for yourself. You have to know God for yourself. You have to get to a certain level where you're like, when trials and tribulations come, you know that, no, the God that I serve will get me through this. But if you don't know that and if you just rely on your parents' faith, there's going to be a time where your dad can't help you and your mom can't help you and no church elder or leader or nothing can help you. And you don't want to get to that point where you're so stranded that you don't know what to do with yourself. God is merciful. You know what I mean? And, and he probably, he, he most likely can come swoop you up, but you don't want to get to that level where it's like, dang, I should have done this earlier. And don't listen to the people out here turning up, talking about, we're living our best lives. They're not doing nothing. They're not living their best lives. Please, <laughs> They're lying to you. They're lying to you because it's like, there's no, I feel like there's this void in every human being that only Christ can fill. And we try to fill with like sex and alcohol and drugs and all these things, but only Christ can fill it. So I feel like as a PK, develop your relationship with God for yourself. Love people despite them, despite, you know how people be like, mm-hmm. yeah. people becoming people, people, you know, church people are funny, you know, they, they're real funny, but, you know, don't allow them to, um to, put a dark like cloud on your Christianity, because you have to understand that they too, they're fighting their own demons. So you need to focus on building your relationship with Christ for yourself. So that's one thing that I would definitely say.
0: Wow. Thank you. Thank you so much, Precious. Uh, those, those Those are wise words from a young, young, young lady. So I appreciate you. Thank you for joining us today. Yes.
2: Um, Thank you for having me.
0: It's been amazing and it's been awesome. And
2: mm-hmm.
0: we wish you the best. And Thank we you. you. Everything. Um, just want to, for, for our listeners out there, I just want to say we really appreciate you for sticking with us through our through our seventh episode. We're so grateful for you. And, um, and, and, and as I always, I end, I end with with this, um, with the Bible verse and, and it kind of would have advice. that you know, said this earlier today when, when she said there's time for everything. You know, mm-hmm. we learned that in Ecclesiastes um, that, you know, there's time for mourning, there's time to love, there's a time to smile, there's a time to die, you know, there's time for everything. And as children of God, we need to be able to be tuned in with the Holy Ghost so the Holy Ghost can tell us when there's time for what we need to do. Uh, My other Bible verse that I love is, um, it says, we are living stones fitted together. And I think I've said this before, and I kind of want to drive this idea home. Just because you're a pastor's care does not mm-hmm. mean that you have to be a pastor too. Nope. Now, if you have, if you have mm-hmm. the calling of God on your life, I want to let you know that, well, first of all, we all have calling of God in our lives to, yeah. to, mm-hmm. to be in ministry. Your mm-hmm. ministry may look different. Mm-hmm. You know, I want you to seek out what is it that make you amazing? What is it that make you you? And mm-hmm. seek and seek those things out. I, I heard a preaching one say, Do you get frustrated when you see someone with a bad hairdo? It may be funny, but maybe your calling is to be a hairdresser. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah, that do is you, true. Do you do you do you get really sad when you see a grown person not being able to read? Maybe you're mm-hmm. called to go into it. Mm -hmm. whatever your passions are, stay connected to the Holy Spirit because the Holy Spirit will not steer you wrong. I can guarantee you that. Mm -hmm. Holy Spirit will never, ever steer you wrong. So my advice to all of our PKs out there today, be true to you. Mm -hmm. Be true to who God is calling you to be. And we don't all have to be the same shape and size and color like a brick because God's building God's temple is not built with bricks it's built with stones different different sizes different colors and we all are fitted together to glorify God come on son
2: that's a word I'm gonna send you an offering I'm gonna (laughs) send you an offering right now I'm about to send you an offer send me a cash app. I'm going to send you an offer right
0: now. <laughs> if you listen to this and you do not have a personal relationship with Christ, um, there is not, there's never a better time than right now. Mm-hmm. And I want you to just silently or verbally, however you feel comfortable, say these prayers with me. If you want Jesus to come into your life, dear Jesus, I know you died for my sins. Today, I confess all my transgressions. I want you to come into my life. I surrender my life to you. Make me whole. Make me your child again. Now, it's a short prayer, and the prayer by itself, the words, they will not mean anything unless you put action behind that. Mm-hmm. The Bible says that we need to repent our sins, which means we need to turn away from our sins. Uh-huh. I can tell you saying that prayer magically transformed you into a Christian. Unfortunately, that's not how Christianity works. You actually have to put in the work. Find yourself a Bible-believing church. Yes. A place where you can worship together with a like-minded community uh-huh. and be transformed by them. Speaking of which, if you ever find yourself in the New Jersey, North Brunswick area, we have an amazing church on 900 Edwin Street
1: North called
0: House of Faith Ministries. Um, it's an amazing, amazing church, uh, vibrant community um, that are just on fire for God. And I can guarantee you that you will find love like no other and you will find nothing but the pure word of God. Um, So, come visit us every Sunday, Monday, and Wednesday, Um, come visit us, and um, you can also check us out on YouTube, uh, YouTube youtube.com slash H-O-F-M-N-J, that's H-O-F-M-N-J, House of Faith Ministries, New Jersey, and Facebook. Now, if you don't if you don't live anywhere near there, and somehow you find yourself in sunny San Diego, <laughs> oh,
2: awkward. Plug yourself. Plug yourself. Plug you can yourself. come. Vi-
0: you can come visit the church I attend. It's an amazing church. Um, it's an amazing multicultural church, which uh, many few churches live up to their name. And one of them is All People's Church. And I am not joking. We literally have All People's represented mm-hmm. in this kingdom. Uh, so come on out. Come visit us. We love you. Hey, Precious, uh, what is the name of your dad's church in Ghana? In case we have any uh, Ghanians listening right now,
2: it's Prince of Light Ministries and Kumase Ofori Chrome. You know, check it out. Check it out. Check it out.
1: Yeah, all should tell, see tell what me. she's doing right now.
2: Tell me. Tell him I sent you. Please refer me. Tell him I sent you.
0: <laughs> Thank you. I appreciate <laughs> that. And we will see you next episode.
1: See you at the top.
2: <laughs> Bye, guys.
0: <laughs> <laughs> all right, guys. That's another episode of Confessions of a Passer's Kid. Much love to all of our listeners and a big shout out to our little sister, Precious, for showing up for the people. I really hope that we can have her on again. Now, in the next episode, we are talking to my new friend, Ashley. Make sure you don't miss that episode. It drops on March 4th, so mark it on your calendar. Now, we would really appreciate it if you guys would like and subscribe to this podcast. And also, follow us on Instagram and Twitter at Confessions of PK and on Facebook at Confessions of a PK. Love you guys, and as always, love, peace, and chicken grease. Peace.